Hey everybody, yeah, my name is Noel Michael Smith and welcome to another episode of the Low Food Fitness Lifestyle Podcast. Now, I'm again in not using my studio. Why do I tell you this stuff? Is it actually relevant to what we're talking about? All you've got to know is that it seems to be this way every other podcast, I guess, but... We all get used to this, right? If it becomes a regular thing, then it becomes a regular thing. Who knows? Who knows? It may just be that way. But for now, um, I'm just going to be telling you about a few things. What's this podcast called today? What's the subject all about? Plan for success. Now, I want to tell you about me and what what I was like. And I touched on this in the last two podcasts that I did. Planning. You know, I was never a great planner. As I said to you, I've said this to you before. I've never been um, great at planning. Uh, but you say that I've won kickboxing competitions and I've won aerobic competitions. And we've had to plan for those. I remember doing mixed pairs. We had, there were three, four categories. Male individual, female individual, mixed pairs and three-person team combination of man or woman. And I would do a podcast about that one day because research, because they were great days. But for now, we're just talking about how um, I planned when I was doing those particular events. Lisa and I used to train in a place called the Morden Centre back in the days when you could talk to the, the managers of the centre and say, hey, this is what we're doing. We need a room. We're doing X, Y, Z. And they'll just give us the room. You, you don't get that now. It's all corporate and all locked down and and it's a bit it, it's a bit rigid in what you can and can't get from these centers there's no bend there's rules and those rules cannot be bent or broken by anybody it's a shame really because everyone benefited back in the day anyway so i'm going to be talking about planning and what planning can do for you and if planning is a good thing or a bad thing so, and, and as with everything we do, there's pros and cons, right? And this is no different. So, let me just tell you a little thing here. There's a couple of guys called Roger and Jan Philburn. They ran the British aerobic competitions in this country at the time. There were two, and this country meaning UK. We're, we're, I'm broadcasting here from London, UK, right? So, we had two aerobic competitions. One ran by... Reebok, the shoe company, and the other one ran by Arvia, another shoe company. And um, I competed in both, but that was mainly the Arvia one that I competed in. And I remember doing a a sponsored workout for Jan and Roger Philburn, I mentioned him a minute ago, who organized the aerobic competition, the Arvia one. And they said, look, no, I'll come down, bring your troops down and do this great workout to launch this event that we're having. So I knew this was a really big thing for me. I got my girls together, about five girls, and we planned. And the key thing about this event, right, is that we were, this place was vast and we were all on different stages. I was on the front stage with two girls and then there was a stage to your left, stage to the right and a stage up above. And uh, everyone was on a different stage and apparently, well, we were meant to all be doing the same thing. I planned it meticulously. And in that planning, some of us forgot what the next move was that was coming in. 
And it was a f- we were so far away from each other that we couldn't even converse with each other and say, hey, you know, let's do this and, and do that and bring this in and so forth. And it was a train wreck. It was the worst performance of my entire life. Roger Philburn didn't say anything, but he just didn't use me again for any events like that. I knew it was, an, a, I knew it was a terrible workout. Everybody there knew it was a terrible workout, but no one said a thing. And I, luckily I recovered from that, but it took a lot of work to recover from that. And since that day, I always had an adversity to plan in. Didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Because it gave me nowhere to go. It gave me no bend, no leeway. So my workouts and all the other events I had, I didn't really, I didn't, well, I say really, I didn't plan them at all. I just went straight in there, all guns blazing, and I had it in my head what I was going to do, and I work on the fly, yeah? Work on the fly. And it, I, I was like that for many times. I remember also doing displays with Mr. Master Tony Lloyd at Trafalgar Square, and we used to do those, and we used to do a vague planning. But again, when we got there, it went all, all over the place, and people didn't know what they were doing because they forgot what they were doing. And I guess when it comes to planning, you've got to put the time in. Because if you don't and you forget, then you're all over the place. When I do presentations, I, uh, well, let's talk about talks in my class. Because when I do little talks in my class, the class starts for um, three, four, five minutes. And I want to give them a talk about a technique or something that's happened in the week. I do that. You know, we have heart to hearts in the class. And I give my little talks, and they're all from the heart. I don't need to look at any, I don't need to have any prompts or notes in front of me. It's just coming straight off the cuff, because it's more real, it's more me, it's more natural, and it's more true. And it ain't a lie when they hear it, when they see it and hear it coming from you as a person without any notes in front of you. You know, I've been involved in aerobics fitness for a long time and there's a system a few systems that's come into play again I've gone on about this many times before Um, the workouts that are set workouts which the teacher then the teacher goes into a work the teacher goes into the class and teach what has been set for them at head office so they have um, they have each track however long the track lasts for so say the track lasts for five six minutes they have a set amount of moves that last that time and then they put another track comes on they've got a set amount of moves that last for that time and so on and so on and so on and that's how it's worked um moose fitness a lady called cinder gilbert moose fitness had that method years ago and and taught it to her teachers that never worked for me because i didn't i look at those teachers and i think they're num <laughs> they're numpties they don't have anywhere to go if an incident happened in a class where they didn't have any music or they didn't have the microphone or um, if they're doing a class that requires weights, they didn't have the right amount of weights. They cannot do anything. They're stuck because they're monkeys. They just are given the workout to do and they're just pulled along as if they're puppets on a string. I didn't want my teachers to do that. I don't want myself to do that. And I've the camps, the workouts and the people that I've been trained by always train you in technique rather than train you in the method itself. Method meaning do this regime, do this system from end to end and that is how you get by. Now, you don't get by like, yes, okay, you get by and you, you 
you do your workout, but that's not teaching. As I said to you many times before, that's instructing. You just stand in front of a room and do what you got to do and everyone follows you. If somebody needs more time to do something, then you don't have that leeway. You've got to start and finish as the workout was intended. That workout has been structured from a group of guys sitting in a chair miles away from you and they've dictated your workout. They don't know who's coming in your room. They don't know whether the person has specific requirements. Whatever happens, that workout has got to be taught that way. For me, that's bad teaching on any stretch of the imagination in any level. People are different. We're unique and each person has specific requirements. Yes, it is a group exercise class and everyone is needs to be doing the same thing at the same time. But you have to teach people to do that, yeah? Um, the way my classes are situated is that you come in and you'll see everyone doing the same workout, the same music, the same moves at the same time. But this has been developed over a period of time. Yeah, new people come into the class and they'll feed off that energy. They'll get it wrong, but it won't be that noticeable. And before long, they're moving at the same pace, same time as everyone else. What I concentrate on in my class is, is the technical aspect of it. So rather than having move for move, um, place by place, which means that I have a particular move to a particular track at a particular time and everyone knows what's coming because that's, that's a good thing in itself. But as I said, pros and cons for these things. I concentrate on the quality of the exercise. So a punch is going here and coming back here. There's a, a finish point and a start point. Now, if your workout is planned to a level where you've got no scope and got nowhere to improvise, then you're going to come unstuck, right? But but saying this, these teachers get work because that's what the centres want now. They want teachers that come in and do these systems where you're just doing um, A, B, C, D, as it says on the tin. There was a guy in the centre, he does a, um, a hit class, and he really does rate himself as a great teacher, but I've looked at his class and he stands in the middle and tells people to go to this place, that place, that place, that place. And that's teaching. That's, that is instructing. To teach somebody something, you're showing them something that they don't know and you're breaking it down and you're making sure they become eventually good at the thing, right? So that's what teaching is all about. But saying that, do my teachers are asking for that. My teachers are asking for that model right now. And I've resisted it, but I've thought about it. And there's a lot of pros there. I want to tell you about the pros on that now. And it's about it comes back to um, planning. Now, in effect, I've planned the class for them. So I've given them this class from end to end. Go out and teach that. But you've got to give them. You've got to have a happy medium. Give them a little bit of in between. Teachers don't now. Teachers now, they are busy. They're busy. I'm going to come onto that whole busy thing in a little while. They're busy people. And they don't want to bombard their brains with having to think about this and think about that. The things are already done for them. So all they've got to do is go into the studio and move the cogs that you've already given them. Yeah, they've just got to roll the cogs. That's all they've got to do. The actual vehicle is already been built. And that's how most people want to teach. That's how the people nowadays want to teach. And that brings me to... Um, some things that have been 
Steering me in the face, actually. Yeah, I love my women. You, that, there's no two ways about that. You all know that, right? You all know that already. I've been involved in a fair amount of school teachers that I've been involved with. And why is that? Am I attracted to them? They attracted to me? Do we attract each other? Something's telling me I need to plan some more because teachers are meticulous planners. They plan everything they do. In fact, I know some teachers that I've seen over the years and they carry on the planning throughout their lives. And I've known other teachers that plan so much at school that they don't want to carry that on in their lives. Come summer holidays or Easter or any long holiday that they get, because you know teachers do stack up the holidays, something chronic. I mean, a six-week holiday in the summer, wouldn't you die for something like that? If I did that, I'd go bankrupt. Anyway, that's another story. Um, but they do a good job. Y'all teachers out there, you do a fabulous job. I don't begrudge you that holiday. But we all like to have it as well, got to say. Anyway, yeah, I need to plan some more. Yep. So I went on a course not so long ago, ETM course. I, I did it way, way, way back, but I had to do a new one. And this ETA course had me planning my workout from end to end. And I've never done that before. It was a new thing for me. I went on this course thinking... I know how to teach. I know I'm going to teach the instructor, the lady who's teaching me how to teach. But yet she did show me a few things and planning a class was something new for me. Writing it down and going from end to end and, and putting it down, it was, it was great. And I, after finishing the course, I never used it. I threw it in a bin. Not literally. I didn't take all my papers and books and textbooks and throw them in a the bin. But I threw the idea in the bin because I didn't need it. I tried it a few a few times in my class and it just reminded me of the bad old days when I when I did that workout at the aerobic British aerobic championship and the one that went bad so I said look I don't want to rekindle those days but now I'm coming back to that way of thinking because here's what happened here's the thing I had a really bad August and I'm, I'm doing a lot of planning now and I've planned quite a few things, my my kickboxing classes, my peewee classes, my tai chi class, and I'm just going to bring that a little bit further now and plan my workout class and plan it in that way. But I'm going to leave some space for leeway, yes, what I call wear and tear, some space where um, if things don't go right, I can pull it out of the bag and do something else. So I'm not going to plan it to the where it ties me down and I can't go anywhere. And I was just talking to one of my teachers this morning and she requires the same thing. She said, Look, I'm busy. I've got my kid. My kid's got some exams coming up. I cannot plan my class. I said, look, you know what I'm going to do for you, Louise? I'm going to plan it for you. I'm going to put a whole thing together, give it to you. Um, would you like that? And she said, yeah, of course I would like that. So I guess I'm going to be doing that for all my teachers now. Years ago, our gradings was used to go from yellow belt, which is the first belt, right up to brown belt. We do black belts on another day. So it went from yellow right up to brown. It was from one um, grade to another. And it was boring. People were yawning. They wanted to leave. And my grades were the same. When I was grading for my black belt, well, for my grades, and when I was being taught, it was the same thing. You're there from one grade to another. But now um, we planned them. We planned them real good. And we're throwing games in between. We've got a mentor for the kids, for the little babies that can't keep still. And the whole thing is planned from end to end. And you come out leaving that grade thinking, wow, that was an amazing day. That's what grading should be like. And that can only be achieved 
by planning. You can't just go in there and work it from start to finish as you have it in a class or as it is on a syllabus. So that's another thing that's benefited from deep planning. Right, so here we go. Let's go into this section now. The last run till we get to the end of this podcast is beautiful podcast, Plan for Success. So it's called Plan for Success, right? So this is why I'm, I'm in this podcast now talking to you about this particular subject because what has it done for me? Yeah, what, what has planning done for me? I'll tell you what, it's freed up my mind to do other things. The, the minute I start planning, it frees me up. And, you know, it puts you in on par or ahead of all the other guys because if you don't plan and they're planning, their planning is going to always go ahead of yours, you, go ahead of you because you cannot do things off the cuff because if you do something off the cuff, you're going to be going into the realms of what we were talking about the um, a few podcasts ago, like last podcast, and that's being reactive rather than proactive. So you've got a plan in order to, to get ahead of things. So freeing up my brain, freeing up my mind is the biggest thing. And I was at church in August, a whole of August at church. They had, uh, it was very um, peculiar because they had so many different activities and things going on throughout the month of August because so many people are away. It's holiday season here in the UK in August and no one's around. So they had all these different events, church events going on and some really nice ideas. And there was a lot of planning going on into that. So because the kids generally go into their own group, but they weren't. They were in church with, with the adults. So we had to entertain them as well. But it was good. It was really nice and really entertaining for both the kids and the adults. And the planning, the planning just was second to none. So everywhere I look around me, people are planning. And if, I, if you don't plan ahead, you are going to fail. You've got to know your route. You've got to know where you're going, what's ahead of you. And remember um, that things are done in stages. And the, the only way you can move on ahead is if you know what stage you're going to take. Stage one, stage two, stage three. That takes a very special person to be doing that on the fly. You need to be doing that in advance, putting it down on paper, your iPad, your your MacBook, whatever it may be, whatever instrument you use. <laughs> Even if you use a PC, I'm not going to hold it against you. Put it down on whatever you can put it down on, but make sure you're planning ahead for what you're going to do. This is where your success is going to come from. Success is not going to come from um, being happy-go-lucky. Yes, Always being in the right place at the right time counts and it's who you know in life that gets you things and gets you where you're going to go. But it's also planning. And if, you're, if you plan, you know, be ready. Planning is just being ready. Get yourself ready so when you're in the right place, you're ready to take advantage of it. Planning brings you success. Now, I know this is a short podcast today. But I have to run, I have to go, and I just love bringing these sessions to you. So planning brings success. Success comes from planning. If you don't plan, you're going to fail. And if you fail, it's because you didn't plan. So get that notepad out today. Get on the case and plan. Stay with me. I'm going to believe in you right now, but not for long. I'll see you next time. Take care of yourself. Both.